As we bow our heads tonight, who would like to set your wings to the wings of faith tonight and say, Lord Jesus, blow within the wings of my life. Bring inspiration, Lord, to the bride of Christ. Heavenly Father, we bow our heads because we're ready to feed on your word, Lord. Over the years, it's been the greatest source of our strength. It is our healing. It is our deliverance. The word is our very breath. It is our life. Lord, and we're not doubting it now. We're not questioning it now. It is the person of our lovely Lord Jesus Christ. It's brought us out of the world. It has kept us from the world. And it's taken us into a body change. Lord, we're a few days closer from Sunday to the body change. And this hustle and bustle of this Christmas season, when so many have lost the reason for the season. But Lord, the bride has recognized by revelation that it must be Jesus presenting himself to us, opening himself up to our hearts. That is the greatest gift. That is the greatest reason. And I pray, Lord, that this year we would turn the tide of busyness and chaos and distraction and turn our eyes toward Jesus Christ, not in a manger, not in a little house, Lord, not in a cloud somewhere in Arizona, not in another person, but in our own lives. Lord Jesus, it takes a revelation to see deity in our flesh and how we need that tonight on a Wednesday night. Forgive us of our sins. Lord, as we look back over the year, we believe you've done great things for this assembly. We are strengthened. We are renewed. No matter what Satan may be trying to tell us in our outward man, though it may fail or perish, but our inward man is stronger than ever before. Hallelujah. These eagles have fed from the body word of God. And we present ourselves tonight in humility in brokenness before one another, bowing our heads to you, not in shame, but in recognition of the word of God that you're speaking now to us. Thank you for our pastor coming home safely. Brother Michael Ray that was in North Carolina. Brother Tim Dodd that is in India. Brother Ernie that is in Oregon. We just pray that the fivefold ministry, the gifts would be anointed with a double portion, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. And all the believers said, God bless you. Let's turn to the scripture. Isaiah chapter 9. Thank you, musicians, for your service to the Lord Jesus. And tonight we want to recognize the gifts of God in the local assembly. And on this last Wednesday night, a service of the year. Uh, This is our last service on a Wednesday night. Next Wednesday will be Christmas And the next Wednesday is January the 1st, 2020. Is that amazing? My, my, my. When I thought of the last Wednesday night service of the year, I just pray the Lord would bless you tonight. Isaiah chapter 9, uh, verse 6 and 7. Real familiar. uh, Speaking of Christ. As we speak on appropriate gifts in 2019. But let's look in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. 
And I want to say what a gift. And the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name, his name shall be called wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace of the increase of his government or his kingdom and peace. There shall be no end for the believer. There is no end of his peace. And upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts is performing his word in the bride of Christ. And I know it's familiar. uh, It's familiar in Isaiah seven. If you'd like to turn back to it, I didn't give this scripture to the brothers, but Isaiah 7, verse 14, I, I wanted to mention about the virgin because it was a miracle then and it's a miracle now. Isaiah seven fourteen. therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. What a gift. Through a virgin. That just blows science right out of their minds start turning. How, how can that happen? It happened. And one last scripture in Ephesians and a New Testament. So wonderful to have the old and the New Testament that we can draw our strength from and our satisfaction from. My, in this busy Christmas season, we have the presence of God. Praise God. Paul was now putting the gifts in order and giving credit to them in Ephesians 4, verse 7. Find your name here in verse 7. But unto every one of us, every one of us is grace, is given grace. According to the measure of the gift of Christ, wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. And so often we read the next few verses and speak about the fivefold ministry. But tonight I want each one of you as a gift of God to recognize your place and know that God has given you grace. God bless you as you have your seats tonight as we feed off the word together. Are you thankful for the word on this Wednesday nights throughout the year has been such a blessing. Tonight we want to speak on appropriate gifts in 2019. Just listen real closely uh, to the word tonight. Because in this season and at this time. And at this last hour of God's message in Christmas 2019, God is focusing our hearts on appropriate gifts, appropriate gifts. And let's just turn to one more scripture in first John uh, in the near the end of the Bible. First John. Thank you, brother Joseph. First John, chapter three, verse 16. It's important to recognize the gifts among us. 
First John 3.16, I was uh, with one of our elder brothers on Monday night and he mentioned some of our young people, some of these young men that sit up here and how they have grown over the years and to see their maturity and love for God. And I said, well, have you told them? Have you told them? And, and they haven't. So we need to do that more to one another. Sometimes you look and see how much a brother's growing or a sister has grown or we say, my, to see what you have gone through to see you uh, uh, serving God with such strength is such an encouragement to us. But if we hold it on the inside, when we speak it out to somebody, it, it gives them like strength. It's like, wow, someone observed Christ in me. Because if we'd all be honest, we don't see a lot of the deity in our own lives. It maybe takes another person to say, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. First John chapter three, verse 16. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. That was a gift. He laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. So tonight I want you to think of two things. Number one, because he did this, because that gift laid down his life for us, we ought to do this. Because this gift was appropriate, and it was, then in in recognition of him laying down his life, in 2019, it is only appropriate that we ought to do this. That is, lay down our lives. I want to speak about that in just a moment, and it's almost like it was prophecy when Brother Branham spoke this in 1963, even for tonight, in, in the United States of America, what happened today, this is almost like it was prophecy. We receive a kingdom, Brother Branham is speaking about the kingdom, that cannot be moved. All these other things are falling apart. America's falling apart. Europe is falling apart. Asia's falling apart. All the world's falling apart. But we are in a kingdom, an eternal kingdom. It cannot be moved. Praise God. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. But it's like it was prophecy when the world is in such division. America's in division. Canada's in division. Europe, Asia, the whole world is falling apart. Turn your focus to the kingdom of God. It cannot be moved. Then he said, where Christmas is every day. Now that's kind of shocking. Where Christmas is every day, living in the presence of the king. He said, glory, don't have to guess about that. It is the truth. God's truth. God's complete truth. How I love him for this. How good he is. Can this assembly say how good he is? I want you to recognize how appropriate the gift of Jesus Christ was to come as a virgin. But I don't want your your mind just to be turned back. But I want you to see today, as they asked Brother Branham in 1964, what is a gift, Brother Branham? 
Brother Branham, what is a gift? Is it something that you just take? And, and, and in other quotes, he says, you do something with it. He said, no, it's something you know how to get yourself out of the way. As long as you're there, it'll never work. And he said, William Branham is the greatest enemy I got. But when I get him out of the way, then Jesus Christ can use the body. We believe that, right? Brother Branham got out of the way and Jesus Christ used his body. But tonight, it's only appropriate that you and I recognize the gift in our lives. It's not something that God gave you and you go do something with. Your gift is to get out of the way and let Jesus Christ use your body. Amen. That's only appropriate. Now, if you wonder where this word comes from, appropriate, it's actually Brother Branham's uh, subject in God's gifts always find their places. Now, in Jeffersonville, this is after the seals in 1963, you'll notice he spoke uh, Christmas messages in 1963. Very profound. God gifts always find their places. And uh, we have seen his star in the east. And um, the uh, God's gifts. And then he spoke another message. I'm just forgetting right now. But then the day after Christmas, he spoke on church order. Boxing day. The day after Christmas, he brought the leadership of his church and was trying to put the gifts in order. He wasn't taking the gifts out of the church. He was just putting them in order. So it seems to be around the Christmas season. It's not just the the heart of the world, but it's the heart of God bringing revelation to the bride on your gifts. Do we believe that God's gifts always find their places? That includes you then. So appropriate gifts, we're going to look into this word in a moment. May there, just like the wise men, maybe none of the rest of the congregation will even see what goes on. And this star, this mystic light passed over the observatories for two years where people even kept time by four watches and they kept time by the stars And nobody, no historian wrote of it. No one knew nothing about it, and yet it was there. My, my, my. It reminds me of only the elect is going to catch this revelation. But now in this message, he says, And these wise men, with their appropriate gift, was guided right through it. May that same light come into every heart here tonight that's sitting present. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Same one that led these wise men to give their appropriate gifts to the Messiah is here in this building tonight trying to lead the elect bride into the rapture. Oh, that's so comforting and it ought to be for all of us. These wise men with their appropriate gifts was guided right through it. May that same light come into every heart here tonight that's sitting present. There may not be no emotion. This is Brother Branham saying this. There may not be no emotion. There may not be this, that, and maybe no one else would know it just like the wise men. But may something so be settled 
in these men and women, boys and girls' hearts tonight that that gift of God will anoint their life. And that from this night on, they'll be changed. There won't be no more like they used to be. They'll be a changed creature from now on. Wouldn't that be wonderful? As we close out the year and we look at uh, this year and this season that we're in, what is appropriate? When we think about appropriate gifts, it's speaking about something that's suitable, something that is fitting. What would be proper for us to give to Jesus Christ? What would be the right thing to do? What is the correct response at this season? We look at our lives tonight, and I just trust this would be personal. What would be an appropriate gift to give Jesus Christ this year in 2019? What would be the most suitable gift? What would be fitting to who He is? What would be proper for our King? Not a baby in a manger. Because Christmas... Today to the bride is more than just baby Jesus in a manger. But what would be right is not a little child at a house. Because Christmas today to the bride means more than just shepherds of a long time ago visiting Jesus in a manger. It's more than uh, the wise men visiting him two years later in the house. We know that the wise men visited them in the house, right? That is Matthew chapter 2, verse 11, speaking of the wise men. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. It's so amazing tonight, though, to think about your life What would be right for us to give because he's not a little child in a house no more? What would be correct thing that would please him the most? Because when we speak about appropriate, there's also the negative side and that is to be inappropriate. It would be something that someone would give to someone that is inappropriate or to someone that deserves better. That they don't give the right thing. It would, you would say that is inappropriate. That is so out of season. It, it is not the suitable expression that he deserves. Or it's opposite from him. I just want to say tonight, this world is not giving to Jesus Christ what he deserves. What he wants this Christmas. Their worship. Their Christian rock and roll, their singing about him in a manger brings no pleasure to the heart of God. But there's only something in the elect that has what it takes to please Jesus Christ. And if we caught that revelation, it's more than tinsel and trees and lights and exchanging gifts. It is you giving yourself unreservedly. That's appropriate. Friends, don't be inappropriate in 2019 to our Messiah. And when we speak about that, I'm speaking about the word that has come and matured over the years 
To be inappropriate means it's not fitting to the occasion. It's not the proper place or the proper time or the right approach or the right attitude. It sounds like denominations and where they failed. But where they failed is where the bride picked it up and they're moving right on in a rapture. Have you ever been around someone and it's just not said right? Something is not done right. You say that is not a correct response for this season. I want you to turn it spiritual tonight. We still have the standard of the word that is our absolute. And never forget the supernatural element that always stays close to the word of God. No matter how we go through times of trouble, it's in the darkest night is when the lights come on. Let's go to Luke chapter 2, verse 7. I know it's Wednesday night and and uh, you don't want to forget tomorrow night there's a BCA um, a Christmas concert. I believe it's at 7 o'clock. It's just good to support our children and our young people and be around one another in this appropriate time. And Luke chapter two, verse seven. Now, in speaking on this Christmas message tonight, I'm very aware that even in our church, being from different countries under different ministries in the past, many have different approaches and things. So I don't want to offend you tonight. That's why I'm staying close to the message and to the scriptures. We're safe there. Luke chapter 2 verse 7. And she, speaking of Mary, a teenager, a young person, brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. What a verse of scripture. But do you know that verse is being fulfilled today in 2019 where people have no room for the word? They're distracted. They have no time. They have no energy. They have no passion. Something has taken the love out of the people's heart for the word of God that is only going to be found in the elect. That's why we're speaking on appropriate gifts. He deserves To have that love presented back to him. Now when we look in verse 8. There were in the same country. Shepherds abiding in the field. Now this is going to be a rejoicing next few minutes. As we find our place in the shepherds. That were abiding in the field. Keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you, can you imagine hearing this? You have heard this. There's been an angel sent from the presence of God to let you know you are the joy of heaven. Friends, you walk through the mall, you go to the bank this time of the year. It's one time of the year that you can hear some Christian songs. Joy to the world. And they have no joy. They have no joy. 
They're caught up in their worldly spirit and, and giving what they feel is appropriate. And it's just year in, year out. It's just another year. Smoking, drinking, gifts that have no pleasure. They're not satisfied. And if we're not careful, that can creep right into even believers. Let this year be different. Look back and see how great he's been to you. Look presently and see what he's done for you and what he's doing for you. And look forward and say, thank God for a vision. As brother Tom spoke, he's gone to prepare a place for us. That's out of this world. Praise the Lord. And, and, and I'm, he's bringing glad tidings of great joy. And for unto you is born this day, verse 11, in the city of David, a savior, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Remember, he's speaking to stinking shepherds, not uh, priests that had nice robes and uh, gown choirs, but he's speaking to shepherds. This shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. Wherever the word is coming to pass, there's a little bit of noise. We know that it doesn't have to be emotion. But when he was announcing the birth of the Messiah, this gift wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. And, and don't you just love, wouldn't you just love to see it tonight? A little glimpse, have a little video played on the screen of angels coming, shouting, glory to God, praise his name. You know, get, get our minds off a of stinking sheep and you haven't taken a bath for a week or brushed your teeth or combed your hair. But my angels appeared to you. Wow. And the whole heavens are full of this saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said one to another. Let us now go unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. So, you know, they weren't saying, oh, I had this visitation. Angels appeared. The Lord. There's something about the believer. It's not just sermons and, you know, code files. It's been the Lord has spoken to us. Oh, how our children And our young people and all of us need that revelation. It is the Lord that has called us. It is the Lord himself that has come in our generation. It was the Lord that split the darkness. Oh, they came to Jerusalem, these uh, precious wise men from India traveling for two years. And the light went out when they came to Jerusalem because of the denominational spirit that has spread into the message. And they begin to ask the people and ask, where is this Messiah? Where is he to be born? And Brother Branham said, it's when they came out of Jerusalem is when the light they saw. It's not in Jerusalem. It's in Bethlehem. 
the house of God's bread and you can be all around the truth and have the scrolls and have good ministry and have the choirs and all of that. But it's when you get alone in the presence of God, that light begins to come on. Maybe tonight is the night for somebody. I was thinking this afternoon and this week, how this time of the year, wouldn't it be wonderful if God gave someone the gift of the Holy Ghost? Amen. Just you've been waiting on the Holy Ghost. You've been believing that it's more than just be coming to church. For this promise is unto you and to your children and to all of us. And you realize now that the, the shepherds in verse 15 got the message. Let us go to Bethlehem, the house of God's bread, the watering place where we can get some freshness again. Let us see this thing. Verse 16. And they came with haste, with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. I want you to think tonight about appropriate gifts in 2019 and see now, just turn your heart to the wise men as they gave gold, which speaks of deity, frankincense. Another brother gave service and another person gave death. Now, when you hear Brother Branham speak about this in more than one place, he said it doesn't mean there was just three wise men. He said, we don't know how many there was. But in this scripture, and for the thought, um, Brother Branham spoke about gold, frankincense, and myrrh being deity in service to die. I want to turn it to your own personal expression of deity and how that we surrender our gifts to the Lord those wise men gave gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That was their revelation of who was laying in the manger. Oh, he rose up to be a little child now. So now it's not just a little child that, that met them at the door. Now they're talking. It, they were looking beyond just the natural. Today we need to look beyond the natural and recognize the gifts. Now, the gifts that they gave express their individual revelation of the word of the Messiah for their day. But it wasn't just for their day. They just wasn't looking at it for the now. It was gold, frankincense, but they were looking to his death. So they actually had a vision. the, The gift they gave was showing the life a person lives shows the revelation. They were believing that this is the Messiah, God in flesh, that is going to live his life and die on a cross for the sins of the world. Was it appropriate? It was very appropriate because it was speaking of the very thing that they gave. So is the thing that we are living tonight, all of us. Because you say what we would have done back then is what we're doing tonight. If you ever wonder how you would have been in the Bible, Old or New Testament, it's how you're living now. Don't get in condemnation. Don't let the devil tell you that you're nothing. I'd really like to just kick that devil out the door tonight. And every believer 
know that there's no such a thing as a giftless believer. The gift that God has given you is to die to yourself and to get out of the way. That's appropriate. So a gift, and you can, I have three pages of notes just on that very thought. When Brother Branham talked about a gift is not something that God gives you and you go do something with it. It is the individual surrendering and yielding themselves to the Holy Spirit and they let God do whatever He desires to do. I was thinking of this today. God is not going to hold you or I accountable for doing, for doing something or not doing something that's outside of His calling for our lives. Gifts and callings are without repentance. That means before you were even born, God predestinated certain gifts in every person. Just listen closely. And God's not going to hold you or I accountable for not accomplishing something that's outside of the gift He put there. You know, it would really help all of us if we believe that. But take away a lot of churning and struggling and a lot of, you know, uh, people that just Satan just rubs it in people's face. And don't you realize that God's perfect will and God's will for your life cannot be thwarted by anything. So I'll say it again. God is not going to hold us accountable for something that's outside of what he has called or placed within our lives. It's all about him. It's all about Jesus Christ and Him being glorified. Lord, be glorified within our lives this year. Again, I realize we're at the last Wednesday night service of the year, and I was thinking of the birth of the Word. And, and I think it's good for us to thank the Lord for His appearing to the elect. Literally, Christ has been born again in our generation. That's what the new birth is all about. Christ, the Word, has been born again in our generation. We have seen the Messiah. We have seen the Word Himself. I'm speaking from a revelation of a seed that's received the message of the hour. You have received Christ. And it's no different than shepherds, wise men, Mary and Joseph... It comes back to you being a virgin to the word and receiving a seed down in your soul. And friends, once that's quickened, there is nothing that can stop that person from going into a body change. This in no way is to bring condemnation to any person. But how you're living tonight is reflecting your revelation of the Messiah. It's reflecting really your thoughts about Christ is how you live your life. I want you to think about this in Jeffersonville when he was talking about this and you must be born again. He said false teachers will bring false births. True prophets will bring the word and the birth of the word Christ. So wherever the word is spoken through inspired God called ministry, there are genuine births. 
But you have false teachers and they will bring false births. They can be saying all the right things. And the letter could be right. They could cross their T's and dot their I. And that is only the mechanics of the word. It's the letter that will kill a real seed of God. You say, I don't understand that. But a true minister speaking the word of God will bring men and women to real births. I know this is Wednesday night, but Satan deserves to be really destroyed in our hearts. To know that to God be the glory. Christ has been born in our generation. He goes on to say false prophets will bring false births. The birth of churches, the birth of creeds, the birth of denominations. And he's trying to speak to in Jeffersonville, but he says Pentecostal brother, false sensations. And tell a man he's got the Holy Ghost because he speaks with tongues. I've seen devils speak with tongues and pencils lay down and write in unknown tongues. That don't mean a thing. He said it's got to be a life. By their fruit you shall know them. Brother Branham, do you believe in speaking in tongues? Yes, sir. You believe in shouting? Yes, sir. To be a Christian, I believe that. I believe God's word. But if the life isn't there to back it up. Now, friends, this is where Satan tries to come in with a wedge. And that's when you need to stand right there and say, you know what? God's word is true. And if I've not been where I ought to be or if I fail, you say, Brother John, I look back over the year, such a failure. Just put that behind you and say, God's word is not going to return unto him void. I'm a believer. And somebody else saying, when did that start? Right now. Was it Brother Bud Southwick that was smoking and things? And, and Brother Branham come, when did you quit smoking, Bud? Was that Bud? He said, just now. Oh, you say, how long's that going to last? Well, you know what? God is just limitless. And if I fall and fail, that was my flesh. God's growing up and stronger in the believers. You're stronger tonight than you were a year ago. That's the appropriate word for a Wednesday night. If you don't confess that, what are you saying God has done this past year has just failed us? False teachers bring false births. False teachers bring false births. But real true God called men edify the church. That's the zeal of the hour. Let your gifts edify the body. If you're a sister tonight or a wife or a husband or a young person, say, God, anoint my gift. Spoken word is the original seed. He said the birth of the word is Christ. Not polluted with denominations. He said the early church, no denominations, just the word and the spirit irrigated. We know what irrigated means, right? The word comes and then the spirit comes. It's former and latter rain coming in the same month. Brother Branham's dealing with this and spoken word is the original seed. You say, I've got the word, brother. Well, if the spirit don't come behind that, if the Holy Spirit doesn't vindicate the word, friends, then you just got a dry, rigid form. It's the Spirit of God that gives the word life. He said, brother, 
God laid the word down like that and the Holy Spirit irrigated it and there she went. She brought forth children. You know what, friends, that's happening all over the world tonight. I texted Brother Tim Dodd yesterday and said, my, I was listening to a message in the morning and Brother Brown was talking about the Magi's probably came from India, from the east. We have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And Brother Tim Dodd is in India tonight. Hallelujah. The message has gone right back again. Wise men and wise women are still looking for the word to be made manifest. And on a Wednesday night in Cloverdale, that's all of our desires. You're not aspiring to be a hypocrite or some person that's just going to play the motion. And go through the motion and then miss the rapture. Friends, we've gone too far. You have gone through too much. Do you agree? You've heard too much. You've seen too much. The Pharisees were good actors. And they knew all the message and the word and the quotes. And you've heard it all, right? They can put a pin right through their Torah and know exactly where they memorized it. It's not all that. That's good. But we need the dynamics and the Holy Spirit this Christmas to make your gift appropriate. Say, well, I think we'll just read the Christmas story or sing a little bit about uh, joy to the world or peace on earth. But if there's no peace, if there is no joy, then you can go right through any season And miss the very thing that God wants to bless you with. Oh God, don't let it be another year for any person. Do you remember Mary? This teenager. That was so filled with the Holy Ghost. When she began to talk to Elizabeth. That was an older person. That was married to the high priest. uh, Zachariah. And Elizabeth was also expecting and. When Mary went up to visit her and told her she was pregnant. Now, a teenager in this generation talking to an elder sister, we would say in the message. And Elizabeth, you know, she was a little bit not understanding. You know, Mary said, I'm going to have a child. I'm expecting, I'm pregnant. And Elizabeth is, wow, we're friends and we're... How does how can these things be? And she wanted to believe that. And oh, did you get married? Are you and Joseph married? No, no, we're not married. Uh, Mary, how can this be? You didn't invite me to the wedding. I'm, I'm just conveying what Brother Branham said. No, an angel came to me and said that which is conceived in you is of the Holy Ghost. Incredible. And John was laying there in a womb, hadn't moved for a while. And when Mary uttered those words of Jesus, a revival struck. The older one felt movement and action because a teenager was speaking the word for the season. I tell you what, friends, it's just coming to me right now. If our children and young people really caught a revelation, it would turn this church upside down. It would confound. It would just move the older ones. And I think it would bring a lot of the older ones to life. Amen. 
Amen. Young people go through enough grief in their teenage years. They need encouragement. They need to be told, I've noticed your life and I've seen you growing in the Lord. And I'm thankful that you're here with us. And I'm, I, I saw you raise your hand, uh, you know, in the service. I'm so thankful that you're a Christian serving God. You know, even Joseph, he's in his 40s and this young lady that I'm engaged to and she's now expecting and he, Brother Brown said he wanted to believe her. How can this be? And, and he was already, he was already thinking about the plan to put her away privately. How can I put her away? Like my precious teenage, I'm engaged to her and I'm going to put her away private. I don't want to embarrass her. My, today, you, you'd probably be just the opposite. People would be wanting to make it public and look at what she's done. But Joseph was a man of character. The Bible says he was already privately thinking about. But God appeared to him in a dream. Brother Branham said that's because there wasn't a prophet alive with the word of the Lord. And he said, God can use any capacity to speak to you. Not Brother Brown speaking to the congregation. I was thinking about that. How many times have we heard over the years people saying God told them, God said, and it never came to pass. Brother Branham said, you need to repent and say that there was an evil spirit on me. How, how much of that do you hear today? People just go right on. That is inappropriate. God would bless your life more if you just humble yourself and say, I was in the flesh, brother. I missed it. Not everything we say is thus saith the Lord. I I hate to hurt your feelings about that, but I mean, you're good Christian believers, but not everything you do is thus saith the Lord. Think about this. Mary's a wonderful person. But a few years went by and when Jesus was a young man and they came to the Pentecostal feast, you might remember this. She 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 begins to realize that we don't have Jesus with us. Brother Branham, listen closely, is applying that to the church. And Mary went for a season and didn't even know the word wasn't with her. And, and, and in this season of time, he said, like the modern church today. And Mary went back with Joseph three days looking for him. She had been looking for him, couldn't find him. She found him, found him in the temple, discussing the word of God with the priest. He's 12 years old. That would be amazing. Right in front of these priests, dignified priests, Mary, that's where her testimony dropped. She said, your father and I have sought you with tears for day and night. Your father and I, and Brother Brown said, claiming that the birth wasn't supernatural, that Joseph was the father of Jesus, she denied the supernatural birth. Woo! Now, if I would have been Mary, sitting in that service, this is 1965, I would have felt like crawling under my chair. Would you? Mary, you have denied... The supernatural birth. (laughs) Is it really that deep, brother? I mean, goodness, you just brought me, elevated me up to, you know, and now you've just threw me under the bus. Excuse that expression. But how many times have you and I denied 
the very word that we said amen to on Sunday or we heard on a tape or we said, oh, that's the word of God. We read it in the Bible and then you walk out and fall flat on your face. It's the same thing. She denied the supernatural birth. And Brother Branham said, talking about Pentecost, they denied the birth of the word. That's exactly what it did. It'll take so much of it, but won't take the rest of it. It denied the birth of the word, just like Mary did. But watch, there will not be any more organizations after this. Seed is not heir with a shuck. Here's a prophet saying, we are not heir with Pentecost. There's been a moving higher. There's a going on. Thank God in 2019 that there can be some appropriate gifts being given back to Jesus. Not just a Hollywood type of atmosphere in a Pentecostal church. Just quoting scripture. That will not fulfill rapturing faith in the people. It took a message to come. It takes a word of thus saith the Lord from a prophet. Let's bring it close to home tonight. And God's gifts always find their places. Here, there's only one gift that you can give, and that is yourself. Okay, let's just rest now as we hear the word. There is only one thing you can give, and that's yourself. Give yourself to God because God's already give you his gift. Now, there's all, the only thing you owe back to God, that's yourself. Do we believe that tonight? When I was thinking of this today, The greatest gift you could give to Christ is yourself and your life. From that comes your time, comes your strength. I I hope this has helped somebody because we could speak whole messages on we need to give our strength to God. We need to give our time to God. We need to give our future to God. We need to give our energy to God. But really, it all comes down to yourself, your heart. If someone's not being appropriate, someone's not being suitable, they're not being right, it's because their heart, it's a heart problem. And we can talk all day long about a lot of other facets of their living, but really it's yourself and your heart and your life. From that comes your time, your money, your talents. Because who you are, you as a person, should be swallowed up in Christ. It should be swallowed up in His Word, where His thoughts about everything, every subject, everything in life, is what does He think about it? Amen. You know, many times people have made, and I know we're going into a lot of areas tonight, but let the Holy Spirit deal with your heart. Many times people make great declarations and make great, great testimonies, even throughout the year. They get loud sometimes, maybe great expressions, but really it's our daily love to Him and our lives are really speaking our hearts. Really, the only person that can answer the question, what's an appropriate gift, is you. Your life 
is screaming out your revelation. I'll just repeat. Whatever we do today reflects what we would have done in the Bible. And this goes deeper as I just look at my time and realize we just have a few more minutes. In the church age book, I was reminded of this on Monday. Remember this. Christ in the true church is a continuation of the book of Acts. But the book of Revelation shows how that the Antichrist spirit would come into the church and defile it, making it lukewarm, formal and powerless. It exposes Satan, revealing his works, which is the attempted destruction of God's people and the discrediting of God's word. Right down to the time he is cast into the lake of fire, he fights that. Even tonight, he's fighting you in your mind, telling you that you're not a gift or your gift's nothing or you've passed the line. I think we need to throw it right back and say, Satan, you're only fighting this to discredit God's word in my life and in God's people because he's going down. He cannot stand it. Now, we're just continuing on. He knows that if if the people get the true revelation of the true church and what she is and what she stands for and that she can do the greater works, she will be an invincible army. So the bride is an invincible army. Remember Michelangelo getting out of this big rock? Something that became so much like Moses. He said, speak. And what someone would call the flaw, God said, that's what made it a masterpiece. And what you feel is the weakness in your life is actually God's way of saying, I'm going to speak through that. Praise be to God. God is saying the appropriate strike on your life is out of weakness. Not your strengths. It's your weakness given to God is what makes his strength. Now, this is the last part of the same quote. If they get a true revelation of the two spirits within the framework of the Christian church and by God's spirit, discern and withstand the Antichrist spirit, Satan will be powerless before her. That is thus saith the Lord. Two things, and I'm bringing it right to us tonight. We need discernment of the Holy Spirit. This is what's going to give you and I power in the coming days or if God would give us 2020. Can you believe it, 2020? Say, how are we going to have power? How are we going to overcome? It's by seeing that there's spirits working within the framework of the church. It'll come right in the ranks of the message churches. And by God's spirit, discern that thing and withstand. Now, Brother Tom and I was fellowshipping on this yesterday. Friends, we need discernment of the Holy Spirit. But we also need men and women that are withstanding... Standing strong against that spirit that is anti and against and cutting you down and destroying and separating sheep and fleecing the sheep. 
Mark those among you that create division and strife and trouble. That is not the Holy Spirit. So when you see Brother Branham saying, by God's Spirit, discern the Antichrist Spirit, and then withstand it, that ought to give every believer, every gift ought to be saying, I'm going to stand for the Word. I'm going to withstand that Spirit that tries to come in and make us formal, cold, and powerless. And if that's how your gift has become, is just formal, cold, and powerless, discern that thing. It's not of God. You're not going to go in the rapture like that. I'm not either. That's why it's within every believer to cry out against that thing. Stand up. Get some real guts about your life. And stop letting those spirits come in and just walk all over your emotions. And before long, you're just petting some spirit that if you be honest, it's destroying It is destroying lives, destroying marriages, taking message churches and making them cold, powerless and formal. It's an antichrist spirit has slipped in amongst the people, but there's going to be appropriate gifts. It's called the Holy Ghost. That is the gift that discerns that thing and says, I'm going to stand against that. It's not the person, it's the spirit. We ought to have enough discernment to know the difference. He said, he will be, speaking about Satan, will be as definitely thwarted today as when Christ withstood his every effort to gain power over him in the desert. Yes, Satan hates revelation, but we love it. I say, God, pour it out on our church, God. With true revelation in our lives, the gates of hell cannot prevail against us, but we will prevail over them. Put it on your mantle, your refrigerator, wherever you put it. Put it in your heart. God, give us true revelation. Give me the ability to stand against that spirit. It might be a brother, sister, relative, cousin, aunt, uncle. And and I know we're closing, but I need to close with a little bit of strength here. The bride does not lower the standard of the word because of family, because of friends, or for people that are associates of yours or mine. Because people are high society, they're large money givers, people that have been loyal To a certain thing or a certain person. And so you'll just kind of hang on for that for a long time. And you realize it's going sideways. When are you going to stand for the word? Just because they have liked you on social media. Doesn't make it right. Just because they're part of your friends. Or they give you a thumbs up on your page. Just because they came from your country that you were born in or have the same skin color as you has nothing to do with anything. It's the word of God. It's the gift of God. It's the Holy Ghost. It's not because someone is of the same natural culture as you or me and we just kind of let things slide. No, we have a word culture. It's called what God sent through a prophet messenger. Uh, Is this okay tonight? Uh, uh, Merry Christmas. (laughs) None of those things are the standard for the believer. What everybody else is doing. We we can't excuse this, but you can't be penny waste about everything. 
Penny wastes it, it just gives and it's flexible and it's light and it's little and, and just, you just let it go and it, no, no, the bride ain't like that. Because of the new birth and the predestinated seed that God put down inside of you, the word of God is our absolute. And for you and I and for every believer, 100% of the time, we default back to what the word says. 100% of the time, we default back and we rest totally on the word of God. And thus saith the Lord for our day. There's no question about it. There's no reasoning about it or imagining some great idea. That's nonsense, friends. That's what false teachers have done in the message and have brought forth false births. Thank God for ministry. Gifts of God, anointed by the Holy Ghost, that can send the word right down like a, like a bolt right down into our soul. God has been born again in our age. Right in our time. Just look back over 2019. God has been forming himself. And friends, some of you have gone through a lot of trial. And a lot of breakage and heartache and pain this last year. I recognize that. We do as one another in our families. It's in the dark time. In the times of trouble. Is when, when the light comes on, it spreads the greatest. So at this point of time, appropriate gifts in 2019. At this time, and at this point of the word of God and the development of God globally in his bride, we are seeing the manifestation of who people truly are. And what they are on the inside, now we see it being reflected in their lifestyles, in their attitudes, in their decisions. We do. No matter what they say, no matter what kind of slogans out there or their website or their church name. There's individuals now that are showing by their lives they have a revelation of the word of God. And on the negative, we are seeing the signs. Hello. In their attitudes, in decisions, we are seeing people make inappropriate gifts. But I'll say tonight, the word is the word. And God does not change his mind about his word. Look at this. You you say, well, what about Christmas? Look, all of the messages Brother Bradham spoke about Christmas is in December. Look at this. Right from 1949 through 59, 1960, God's wrapped gift. You can look down through 1962. And here's an, after the seals. Brother Branham speaks. Why little Bethlehem? We've seen his star and come to worship him. God's gifts always find their places. And then December 21st, 1964, his last Christmas message. Why it had to be shepherds. And then 1965, December the 24th. The night before Christmas, God takes his prophet off the scene. I wasn't alive, Brother Bisco, but it must have been a very sad Christmas for many in the message. And it would have been. God had taken a gift from off the earth where even the moon declared. But as we close tonight 
And you can look in the Old Testament and the New. Have a lot of scriptures here about gifts and gifts and things. And, you know, we being evil know how to give good gifts unto our children. How much more shall our Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. That's Romans. In 1 Corinthians 12, Paul speaking about spiritual gifts and the gifts of healing and that we should covet the best gifts. Then he speaks 1 Corinthians 13, which is love. And then 1 Corinthians 14, 1, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts. In verse 12, he says, for so ye, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, Seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. Now tonight as we close, that ought to be every person's desire is to let your gift edify the church. And if you're not edifying those around you, you need to just check and make sure your attitude, your spirit, or the thing that's surrounding the gift, which we all have it, it's called flesh, isn't getting in the way. Because the gift is getting out of the way. And you can just search it. Getting out of the way. Get yourself out of the way. I have three pages of quotes here where Brother Branham talks about that. Specifically about gifts. And that it's not something God gives you. And you go do something with it. It's getting yourself out of the way. Just get yourself out of the way. He said, just relax. It's like a little gear. You pull yourself over into it and you cannot step on the pedal. God has to operate it. You have to get yourself out of the way. A gift is not something that you just like take a knife and you want to cut this with it. And you cut it and you cut this and you cut it or whatever you want to. That's not a gift of God. He said a gift is not something you take. This is another message in Louisville. Like a chopping axe and you go to chopping and cutting. That's wrong. A gift is to know how to get yourself out of the way. It's just relax yourself and get yourself out. And then God comes in and uses you the way he wants to. A gift is get yourself out of the way, not something you put in your hand and go to stabbing and sticking. That ain't God. Oof. Chopping, sticking, hitting, that ain't God. So it's getting out of the way, letting him come in. Wow, what a way to close out the year. Say, God, I want the last year to be under the blood. How quick does that happen? Well, step out of the line, ask him to forgive you and get back in the line. Let's stand tonight. God bless you. Looking forward to Sunday and our pastor speaking. Hallelujah. Glory. I almost wish it was Sunday morning. We just, well, the pastor needs a little rest. And we want him to be strong and healthy. As we bow our heads tonight, who would just say, Lord Jesus, I want to give you an appropriate gift, Lord. I want my life. I want my expression to be appropriate. 
And Lord, as we look back, if I've been inappropriate or out of the way, would you just forgive me and show me a way that I can relax more and just let God flow through my life. And Lord, I pray for the church tonight as we bow our heads. We pray for one another that you would forgive all of us, Lord. As we pray for ourselves and pray for our brothers and sisters, that you would strengthen us, encourage us. Let us receive the forgiveness and the blood of Jesus. Let us not be stabbing and poking and cutting, but may we let the Holy Spirit use the gifts that you have put into the church. Though we're all different and even unusual. Lord, as we heard tonight, don't let us default back to our culture or our skin color or our country of origin and natural things. Let us look to the word of God and the kingdom whose government and peace there shall be no end. Lord, as we close and bow our heads, it's with thanksgiving that we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for all the wonderful things you've meant to us. Lord, we want to give you an appropriate expression. We want our lives to count for you. Do you desire that tonight? Wise men, wise women still seeking. God bless you tonight. God bless your giving and your gifts. It's been appropriate. It's been right. We can just see as you get older. God's making everything work out right. So don't fall over on the negative. Don't let a spirit, a foreign spirit, an unclean spirit, an antichrist spirit, let the Holy Ghost give you discernment tonight. And maybe we can pray more fervently for one another if we see that in that discerning and withstanding. Just say, God, help the brother, help the sister, help me, God. Help our family. Help our church. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father. Let each one of us as we sing this gift. Now I'm giving my life away.